Oh, welcome back, Nudesters. This is episode 13 of Music to Send Nudes by. Appreciate y'all coming back. We got a very dope episode for y'all. Uh, I'm Eric, also joined by Will. Will, say what's up. Hey, y'all. Uh, quick rundown, if you're not already familiar with the, with the uh, recipe, I pick a couple songs, Will listens to them, he talks shit. Will picks a couple songs, I listen to them, I bash them. So we go back and forth and it's all love. So, uh, you know, we dilly-dallied a lot last episode, so how about we jump right into this one? Will, episode 13 means that it is my turn to go first, so let me put you on game to my song. Let's get it. I just wanna lay down, I wanna let you know, baby, we don't, we don't need words, let your body talk, baby, don't speak, let your body talk, so much to say. teasing me when we listen to that track will you're saying i know who it is i totally have no clue who that is that song is called body talk by mahi jordan oh my yeah okay. see you okay. asked me if, if you would know who this is and i said yeah dog you should know yeah. who that is yeah i definitely know who Mahi that jordan is. is on their brand new album called the space between Body Talk is a dope train. Honestly, I struggled trill hard to uh, narrow this down to pick just one song. Yep. Uh, I had consultation from uh, other really sensitive boys, and they were telling me to pick more sensey songs. But uh, I think, like, for a quick hit, Body Talk is just, like, a really good song that grabs your attention. Like, okay. it's just got a good groove, good bite. Because the other songs, like, the whole album has a good flavor to it, but the other songs are, like, a lot more traditional slow r&b kind of vibe like 90s r&b and those are great but it's hard to it's hard to get where that's coming from in a 30 second snippet yeah i got you so i went with body talk so what'd you think um well it sounds like a lot like something that could be on the radio these days yeah so i feel like that could be maybe a hit or something um as far as like was that something that i would listen to i mean you know as far as like those kind of like dance hall appropriation songs go which i guess that kind of is yeah amen. um I, I i hear them sometimes that are catchy and and, I, and they kind of stick with me and get stuck in my head i'm not sure that one would I, I don't know i mean uh i guess maybe time will tell uh is that a popular song no i mean this ep or this uh excuse me this album just dropped like okay. a couple weeks ago okay and in general Maji jordan isn't the type of group that's really gonna blow up. I didn't know it was a uh, group. A little, yeah, it's a duo. Okay. Um, I've done in my uh, investigative nature, in my fanboydom, uh, yeah. I've done a little bit of research. So their big hit wasn't technically their song, but was their song. It was uh, "Just Hold On, We're Going Home" by Drake. 
story yeah. behind that was they were college uh, college buddies mm-hmm. that had just met each other, not even roommates, but they were making you know bullshit music in in their dorm room. One producer, one singer, and um, they randomly had to connect to the Drake's main producer. Yeah. Um, so somehow they got some music to him and or he found their music on SoundCloud and was like, yo, I really fucks with y'all, which yeah. is a testament to like the whole OVO crew, how deep they dig for new artists. Right. So basically they were already in Canada and they sent them an invite, come to the studio, we'll lock you in, give you all the you know resources that you need um, and just see what you can crank out. That session is where they created Just Hold On, We're Going Home. Oh, nice. Drake, the whole team liked it so much. Drake was like, yoink, yeah. I'm taking that for my album, as he does. Yeah. And he left. Uh, I, I don't know which one's which. I think Majid is the singer and Jordan is the uh, producer. Mm. I'm not exactly sure. Don't quote me on that. Okay. Um, but then they've released EPs, like three LPs and a couple EPs since then. And honestly, everything has been a fire. I've okay. been a big fan of almost everything they've touched. Cool. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm familiar. I don't know if I've really listened to a lot of Mahi Jordan, but you know, I feel like when I dig for stuff to DJ, like in a chill set or whatever, that's something that I typically come across oh, because yeah. it's like it's accessible, it's familiar to certain people, it's um and it's it's a they've got their own unique thing happening, but it's still like sort of within uh standards of pop music that isn't gonna chase people off um so it's something that you know that i've that's caught my ear here and there so uh glad to know that the new album's good i'll check it out and uh on a quick aside they released like three or four songs in uh lead up to the release of this new album the space between and body talk was one of the lead singles so i mean will it be a hit i don't know but that's one of the songs that they're pushing all right so trill uh you got a song for me dog i do let's do it dog yeah um so you you seemed a little uh i heard you like breaks so we put breaks in your break so you can break while you break hmm i was not the vibe i got from that song it, but... i mean yeah i was i was reaching a little bit i just i've been i've been memeing a lot lately um i was like yeah they came on and i was like all right yeah this is really groovy like i can i can get down with this and i was like this will be really good once the song starts right and then it and just kept and, going. And I was like, start. so I looked up and I was like, yo, when is the fucking song going to start? Right. Um, and it just kept yeah. going. Right. How long was that? 
Uh, only about just like three thirty, three minutes, thirty seconds. Instrumental like that. songs should only be a minute thirty. I know. No, literally, I know. nothing changed in that song from the first thirty seconds That's to the true. last That's thirty seconds. True. That's not true. Now, it, it was obviously very loopy. Like there wasn't a lot of building. It, I mean, the, and this is. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and mention what this is. This is from a project called Aud Dire. I think that's how you pronounce it. Not really sure. That's A U D I R E, uh, and that is from Detroit duo comprised of Jay Daniel. Have you ever heard of Jay Daniel? Okay, so Jay Daniel and Ajamu Yakini. No idea how if that's the correct pronunciation. Probably not. I probably butchered it. Um, but so Jay Daniel, I'm familiar with his work. He's a, he's a Detroit producer and he does some stuff that's more like upbeat, kind of broken beat, like house-ish music. And then he has some more like Dilla style hip hop type stuff with the real sloppy beat structure, yeah. like you heard in that song. So <clears throat> I think it's interesting to hear like Detroit producers specifically, what they do with, um, what, what they kind of do with like the post Dilla like leftovers like what they took from donuts or whatever album that inspired them so much from dilla and i'm just i mean i'm, I'm making an assumption here i don't know that uh jay daniel is some kind of dilla disciple i would assume he's into it though because it just seems like with a lot of that sloppy beat structure like that's kind of that was kind of dilla's thing yeah i got a heavy dilla vibe yeah the, the, the sure. loop behind it just yeah. like it sounded kind of sample based even just like the the sounds that he used yeah so I, that's interesting because i never really thought about that do you think detroit do we give detroit credit for being um <clears throat> dilla influenced more than other regions because i feel like people that were in the dilla know yeah like that's a universal thing you didn't have to be from detroit that wasn't a sound coming out of detroit and i yeah. don't know if anybody is as weird or as genius as he was, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like he was kind of like a savant to be doing the things that he did. And I don't necessarily know or think that he was a product of his area um, rather than like... Right. No, he was, he was his own, it. like, he was his own singular thing for not sure. That, not that he's like the most original cat because I, I do have to give some credence that Dilla is a disciple of Amp Fiddler. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. he's, I believe he's out of Detroit. Okay. I think okay. I'm talking out of my ass on that, okay. but, um, so there's gotta be something to it. And I, I will say there's some direct, uh, lineage where like out of Dilla came like black milk and black yeah, exactly. milk is a black milk. I was going to mention uh, that. Who's another cat that came out of there? Not Illa J, but somebody else is also really weird. Danny Brown is really weird, but not necessarily in a Dilla. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Detroit doesn't seem to have its own real identity in terms of music, and I mean, I'm sure that a lot of a lot of people from Detroit would disagree. But from like for me as an outsider looking in, when I think Detroit, I think okay, you got Big Sean, you got Dej Loaf, and you got Danny Brown. It seems like those are kind of the big three, and they sound absolutely nothing like each other. Yeah, see, that's not what I think of when I think of Detroit. Um, not because, you know, I don't pay attention to the mainstream as much or anything, because I do. Uh, when I think of Detroit, I think of this weird hodgepodge collection of Motown, yeah. techno, mm, yeah. and like grimy, rapidy rap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, I don't like all three 
kind of have like a nugget to do with each other right but they're completely independent yeah genres yeah but for they sure. all came out of the same not well you know rapidly rap hip-hop didn't but i mean like we just associate that because of eight mile um <laughs> right there's a lot of rapidly rap cats that come out of detroit like royce to five nine is maybe like a poster oh, yeah, child yeah. for right. that you know right. so is like uh uh you know all the old slum village dudes uh l's eye you know yeah there's a bunch of cats out of there even like you can you know, say black black milk and uh big sean right yeah yeah um so yeah, does that make so sense? Like, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I mean I I see what you're saying. Like, I'm not sure that every producer coming up out of Detroit is like Dilla inspired. I think that would be kind of reductive. But when I hear that, I'm like, okay, obviously this is some something of an homage to J, to Jay Dilla. Yeah. It, um, when I think of a place that sounds like Dilla, I think of like L.A. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I I feel that too because I mean the L.A. beat scene yeah. is obviously he's got his footprint on that heavy. Right. Uh, and, but, and he also lived in, uh, LA for yeah. a while. Yeah. That's where he so, made donuts and stuff. Yep. 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 Um, God, we're nerds. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it sounds like you don't have that much to say about that. Um, it, it was, basically, it was basically it was this good. project, it's, it's kind of a short album. Let's see. Uh, is it a short album? It was good. It was straight. Yeah. You were just expecting more to come out of it, or, or you were expecting an actual song. I mean, where this is this is basically like this project, All Dire Volume One. Um, it's twenty-seven minutes, eleven tracks. You know, short project, very much like sketches, like the song. I mean, it's it's like a relaxed project. Yeah, the, the way so I think about it, stuff like this is kind of like a beat tape. It's it's a beat tape for yeah. sure. It's a beat tape. Um, but if you're into beat tapes, right, you should definitely check this All Dire project yeah. out because. Um, it's got, you know, it's got the fun, like experimentation. It's got the head nodding, like, you know, it's, I mean, I'm going to guess that I haven't actually spent a lot of time with this, but I'm guessing that a lot of these songs are kind of like based around a loop like that song was. And then they kind of like take out a little bit, put a little bit back in, um, add in a few little gestural stuff here and there. And that's, and then that's basically the song. And then you get a whole, uh, project out of that. And like, I think that's kind of a cool thing. See, I'm not, I wish I was going to change up a song to uh highlight like the kind of instrumental that i like like the beat tape kind of sound that i like yeah. and i think a hundred percent it's me it's not the beat the beats yeah. are fine i think i'm more basic and i'm showing my age where <laughs> i think an instrumental goes so much further if it includes some kind of vocal sample you know what yeah, i mean if yeah, you just yeah. throw any kind of vocal <clears throat> on there it just means so much more well okay so we were talking about dilla donuts yeah I'm gonna guess you have a different feeling about donuts because I do. I do like donuts. It, it uses it's really sample heavy, yeah. so you don't necessarily get like rap verses, or you don't get like a big vocal presence in that sense. Yeah. But the the samples are so like interesting and like right. weave all in and out that I would assume that that's probably enough for you. It was one of the first albums, and, and to be fair, that was a different time, and I was listening to music differently. I yeah. was like way more into like RJD two and Preview seventy three okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. and Blockhead and cats like that. So I was yeah. like, I had more time. I was younger, so I had I was more open to listening to stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. it was you know definitely one of my favorite instrument albums, and it wasn't it kept you on your toes. It wasn't boring, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, also, those samples were like a lot better. You know what I mean? Like those yeah. beats were amazing. This this beat for from this song definitely more skeletal than yeah. Like, you know, it's just like, good, just a yeah, dope yeah, yeah. plain beat, but like nothing amazing about it, nothing fantastic. 
yeah. where Dilla was choosing samples that like like Nina Simone joint or an, a Fela Kuti like vocal stab or, or like intro. 80s hair metal or something yeah. like that. Yeah, you just yeah. kind of fit it all in there somehow. All right, so I'm all not right. going to get into another instrumental song to go tit for tat because I'm not petty like that. But uh, I'm going to amp it up a little bit with with my next track. All right, let's do it. So, Eric, you know I love SZA, right? Really? We actually have not talked about... Because I'm 100% all here for Team SZA. I'm yeah. going to see her in St. Louis oh, uh, you are? next month. Yeah, dog. It's like the perfect uh, spot for me because SZA is headlining, and that's cool, and I'm yeah. down for that. Yeah. But Smino is opening, and mm. it's in his hometown of St. Louis. And I've already played Smino on here. He was like one of the first tracks I played. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm all for that show wow i'm gonna get rowdy wow who are you going with no let's talk about that later all right uh so yeah no i absolutely love sizza her new album is like i was a big sizza fan going into this new album but her album that dropped this year is like so good it's real good trail good i listen to it all the time like still i i there's never been like a break when i didn't listen to that album like i i listen to that album like at least every couple weeks it's, um, it's a good joint. I so, haven't gone over it. So let's talk about this remix a little bit. So I have a pet peeve. It's not... You have your pet peeves about like instrumental music yep. and like dance music and stuff like that. So yep. one of my pet peeves is remixes that just like chop up vocals. Oh, yeah. I don't like it when vocals are chopped That's up. That's why you don't like Be More House or Jersey Club. I have trouble. They do a trouble. little too much. I, I mean, I have respect... But I don't. I really, they do a little too much. I really wish that they would just sort of like remix the song and like leave the vocal structure and the song structure sort of intact, so that people can sing along and be on their merry way. I don't yeah. really want my song to be totally hacked to pieces. Yo, you know what we're, I'm saying? we're on opposite ends of the spectrum because I love that choppy shit. Okay, love some chopped up vocals. Oh, I was so close to playing a couple <laughs> songs where like they just, they just slap a word they cut a word right in the middle of it yeah they don't even let you finish they're real good oh yeah that's my yeah, shit yeah. that's my game that's the, i would not have expected that mm-hmm. honestly honestly so okay pet peeves aside yeah who, who was the remix that? That okay was, so that was sizz of the weekend yep. remixed by who? uh zikomo z-i-k-o-m-o Found this shit on SoundCloud uh, four months ago. Oh, you found it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Don't know how I came across it. Might have just be a recommended joint. I have no clue, but I could not get the song out of my head. Yeah. Um, so you got to think that came out like almost 
either if not before then right on time with the album's release wow okay about four months ago so okay. i don't know how he got like an early or he just chopped it up real quick or what what but it was really good because i think the weekend was one of the first songs that kind of leaked before the album came out wasn't yeah. it yeah so i think he remixed it around the time that the album dropped. so is that like a bootleg remix or is that like actually on a proper release not that i know of i think okay. it's bootleg as hell it's bootleg okay yeah All right. I mean, you know, I'm, fact, I'm into it. Like free download on SoundCloud. Check that shit out. I will say that, like, even though I'm not really into the chopped up vocal thing, it, I have some trouble with it. But I thought that um, this kind of worked just because I like that song so much. Um, and I think if I so the weekend is a song on that album that I'm I don't I don't know it like word for word or anything. Right. So um, that one is like, I mean. He sort of, I'm assuming it's a he, the producer, the remixer. Oh, I don't know. I'm guessing. Oh, okay. Uh, he or she remixed that in such a way where I didn't miss that the verses were not there. And I'm not sure exactly why, though. Uh, I think it right. just, I think it just worked um, in, in that sense. Um, so I do have, I typically have a problem with chopped up vocals, but I thought that it, this, this time it kind of worked for me. I think the beat was infectious. Like, yeah. this is a kind of like, dancey catchy house or it's got a little gallop to it yeah it's got, yeah so like i don't know see this is the kind of stuff that i like where you don't have to think too hard about why you like it it's just infectious it just right shows when you up. catch yeah, it yeah yeah uh, and I, yeah i see i don't mind the vocal chop up as long as it's like not you know uh, deterring is like just give me a little bit of flavor like a like a lacroix Give me a little bit of flavor, just like a hint of the original song so that I can appreciate the original song, but like yeah. give me a new groove that I can get down to. So, so let me ask you this. Have you ever been DJing and have you ever experienced when you're playing a remix that kind of chops up the vocals if somebody is some real basic person and on the dance floor is trying to sing along to it? And then they get thrown off. And have you ever noticed them get mad about that? Like not mad, but not mad, but they're not, they don't feel it as much. I mean, so I have a very little success playing yeah. Be More or Jersey House because yeah. they know the song, but they're not familiar with this remix. So it throws them off so much. Right. So I just don't, and I get a clear dance floor. Like it's a negative reaction to it. Right. So I get that. I like it, yeah. but I understand that they're not familiar with it. Those plebes. That uh, they're not down to to ride that out. So, uh -huh. okay, all right. Well, uh, cool. I'm into that. I'm gonna have to check out more of what that producer or collective of producers has to offer. So, uh, let's get into my pick now. So Eric, I feel like 
this episode and last episode, episode 12, are basically the episodes where I only play stuff, I only play types of music that you have like spent the entirety of our podcast complaining about. I don't know. To be this, fair, I complain a lot. Yeah. I ask any of my ex-girlfriends, <laughs> ask any of my close friends. But like, you know, uh, so this track, obviously like EDM vibey track with a breakdown that is not actually the hook that sort of replaces the hook. Oh, right, 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 which, right, right. Which you've complained about before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's lazy, but like, I didn't mind it. You know what I'm saying? It also, okay. it still had vocals in it. So, yeah. um not bad. I had I kept trying to guess who that was, and at the very end of this track, um, the vocalist kind of had like a Caribbean uh, Islander kind of accent. So who 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 was singing it, or who was the artist? Don Richard, and the track was Stopwatch, and it was the Salva remix. Oh, and okay. actually, I just now realized something that kind of grossed me out. So uh, Don Richard was in Danity Kane. Get out of here. Yeah. She was also in P. Diddy's Dirty Money. I don't know what Dirty Money she, is. You didn't know what Dirty... Yeah, you know what Dirty Money is. The song? No, Dirty Money uh, was like P. Diddy's like R&B group that he formed like in the 2000s, like late 2000s. Nah. Yeah, you know what that is? You totally had to DJ some of that. Uh, uh, what, what, what was the hit? Hang on, I'm going to find the hit. Okay, Dirty, Dirty Money, Money. Love Come Down? Dirty Money. Your Love featuring Trey songs. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Okay, okay, so the name of it's it's actually called Diddy hyphen Dirty, Dirty Money. Money. Yeah, which is And terrible. then Coming Coming Home was the big song. Nope. You uh, totally know what that is. Um, what year, dog? Oh, Coming Home came out in 2010. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's before I was really It's before your time. Yeah, it's before I was I mean not before my time, but it was before I was really getting into it. Okay, so anyway, hilarious that that is somehow uh that that somehow don richard was in that yeah was in diddy dirty money which is totally like uncharacteristic of any music she puts out these days damn like what you heard that salva remix was very uh it's very um probably faithful to the original and also the production on her projects recently sound a lot like that it's like the real like kind of bassy kind of uh like EDM, but still like not not totally like festivaled out, um, like kind of like a strain of EDM that's a little more subdued, a little more experimental, like uh, maybe Hudson Mohawk if you're familiar with him, yeah, or uh, some other people kind of in the like UK to LA beat circuit. No, I'm yeah. I'm down. Like I've liked plenty of Salva remixes. Okay, um, okay. I don't mind him. Not everything that Salva does, but I mean, like I fucks with it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, man, Don Richard really did not ring a bell. Really? Uh, well, I just I wouldn't have known any of the names of anybody in Danny Kane. I've definitely played some more recent Don Richard for you. Um, there was a track called Renegade I played for you, and then and you were you said you were into it, but I don't know if you were like that into it enough to really remember. I didn't go back and check it. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like okay. I wasn't that into it. Like I can like it and still <laughs> right. just like not cop it. But no, yeah. that was good. I dug it. That was straight. That was. Uh, I dug the melody. Um, it was real catchy, real, yeah. real catchy. Yeah, yeah. And not too overly like complicated with annoying sounds. Yeah, I mean, so basically, it was still melodic. It, it's definitely Don Richards thing. Like right now, uh, current kind of direction she's going, which I assume is going to be sort of a career direction for her, is like 
basically playing an in-between of like more um, experimental minded music that is um, that is pop music. So it's basically like her album is absolutely a pop album, but it has all this experimental production on it but she somehow brings it back down to earth and makes it like more accessible and like, like, I, I mean, I think it would not be crazy to hear that on the radio. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, you could hear that on top 40 oh, radio. Yeah. It would not sound that out of place. Oh yeah. Even though the producers that she's working with are nowhere near like the top 40 right now. Right. Yeah. You know, she could, she could blow, she could, she could break with that. And I yeah. say that as if like, she hasn't already been like a major. Yeah. Artist. She's already been, right. <laughs> she's already been in the limelight, but um, I guess I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm I had no idea about the Danity Kang thing or the Dirty Money thing. Well, the Dirty Money thing I didn't know until like now, literally right now. Do you want to listen to a split second of Dirty Money? Kinda, yeah. All right, you, we, we got to compare and contrast, so let's do that. Let's. Uh, you want to check it out and come back? Or just yeah, yeah. Let's, right, let's, let's let's check it out and come back. Another day, another dawn. Come on. Just tell Keisha and Teresa I'll be better in the morning. Another lie that I carry on. I need to get yeah. back to the place I long come on. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Will, why? Why? Well, we don't know this for sure, what? but okay, so that was that was Diddy hyphen Dirty Money. Uh, Thank you, Diddy, for the hyphen. Uh, it's also it's also like a there's like a space between the hyphen, so it's like Diddy space hyphen space Dirty Money. I don't care. Why and, would you play that song? Well, so that song was featuring Skylar Gray, who was, I think was on the hook. Yeah, Skylar Gray did the hook. And, she also wrote the hook. And I don't Which know so where stupid. I don't know where um, Don Richard fits into that. I don't uh, know if they were on that song at all. Why I, do you have I two really female vocalists in the group and still hired Skylar Gray's whack ass? To sing and write the hook. Why would you do that? That uh, sounded like a throwaway Eminem beat from 2004. That wow. was the wackest fucking song ever. I never DJed. I will never DJ that song. I will never play that in public. I will never willingly listen to that unless I'm at an NBA arena and Carmelo Anthony is going back to the New York Knicks. That was an awful, 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 awful song. Quote unquote from the wiki page of this song, Diddy said, I want a beat that makes me feel like a white man in a basement in Atlanta. I don't know what the fuck that means. I have no idea what that means. Other than give me the wackest, most washed Eminem beat that you can give me. Coincidentally, Alex the Kid Grant is a 35-year-old <laughs> man from England who produced the song and also produces heavily for Eminem. That's why it was the wackest shit you've ever yes, heard. Yes. He correct, made B.O.B. Airplanes and Eminem Love the Way You Lie, which is also the worst fucking earworm you could ever have. That was terrible. I'm so pissed off that you made me sit through that. <laughs> that was awful. So I hope Alex the Kid fucking loses all of his recording equipment in a horrible plane crash. Whoa. And he doesn't die, Whoa. but he can never make music again because that shit was whack. Okay. That was awful. So, um, I, I got so many, uh, very well put by the way, but I got so many weird Diddy flashbacks when I heard that song because 
basically whenever I hear a like a I guess like after the year say 2002 like every Diddy song that came after that every time I hear one of these songs I just get flashbacks to making the band yeah did you, did Yo, you I've been ever... thinking about I've been thinking about making the band a lot too you remember Ness you remember Babs I remember Choppa? A lo- I remember Choppa Yo. yeah alright so, yeah, so so Danity uh, Kane was formed on making, on the, making band, the band yeah, one of those yeah. seasons they were, they were the like second or third season or whatever, so that's whatever. where Don Richard like that that's how she cut her teeth she cut her teeth through the uh, I, making the band re- it's like in the the recent news of Mace beefing with Cameron because Cameron just dropped a LP or whatever so he's got to be in the headlines yeah. and because there's no fucking reason for Mace to be beefing with him also they're two highly irrelevant rappers exactly um, I was listening to Welcome Back because that's just like a really fun catchy song when Mace came back after he was appreciated yeah, 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 yeah. so Welcome Back's in there and I watched the video and the entire <laughs> Making the Band crew is in the video singing <laughs> along to that whack ass chorus oh it's so fun so absolutely fun man I love me some Diddy throwbacks except that song yeah. I'll never listen to that song ever again. Well, that's like this decade, by the way. So that came out in 2010. Awful. That's and, old enough. But, but think about it. Think about what, think about how far, well, I don't know if you want to say far, but think about how much uh, Don Richard has said in this decade, in the 2010s, she, she's gone from that track to where she is now, where she's just making this like, weird like boundary pushing experimental like pop music uh and she came from like from that honestly it's really weird we got to put this in a tweet because like i'm not necessarily bashing diddy because i don't care about diddy you know what i'm saying like diddy's shameless and you know, <laughs> like i don't i don't care about his artistic merit whatever this isn't 92 anymore um in the tweet we gotta praise don richard for finally getting the fuck out of the bad boy stable yes. and doing some legitimate good art. And like, yeah. I hope she gets paid off of this. Good for you, boo. Keep doing you and try to be as successful as possible. Whoa. Finally making some good music. You know, it's weird because oftentimes don't there's people. I'm glad you're not in a situation anymore <laughs> where you're a backup singer to Skylar Gray's whack ass. I'm glad that you can finally shine, make some good songs without stepping behind some. I don't see. I'm 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 not gonna call her any names. I'm not gonna call Skylar Gray any names. But I'm glad, Don Richard, that you're not behind a skinny ass shadow anymore. Good for you, girl. Skinny ass shadow. I like that. Okay. So wow, I don't know how to follow that up, but um, basically. Don Richard did something that is very unusual in like mainstream kind of like the mainstream pop sphere, which is once you get in, you normally don't really get out. You don't really go back to the underground. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you usually just continue to, to crank out whatever music is relevant or whatever is going to keep you, uh, the, give you the highest paycheck. And sometimes you, sometimes you fall off, sometimes you remain, whatever. But rarely do you see an artist just like retract from that mainstream uh, success back into the underground or where, where you're just making of like yeah critical credibility. Be yeah. like Hanson coming out with a critically acclaimed album, right? Well, you know who actually did that? Who was the chick that sang "Call Me Maybe"? 
Oh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Carly did Rae it. Jepsen. And you know, Kanye did it and some other people like that, but Whoa. Kanye didn't Whoa. Kanye didn't go into the underground. He just brought the underground up to where he was, Good basically. Point. Yes. And I'm glad you didn't bash that because Kanye yeah. is in forever both the mainstream and the underground. That's true. Who okay. you else know with a as a backpack rapper with a Gucci backpack. Whoa. That's all I'm saying. Whoa. Okay. All right. Well, Props to Don Richard for doing what she's doing in 2017. We see how far you've come. I'm into it. I think Eric's into it a little bit too. So we're gonna have. I'm gonna have my ears on you because the album was awesome. That remix was awesome. I'm excited to hear what's next. All right, y'all. That's episode 13. Uh, be on the lookout. We're gonna try to crank out some more episodes before the end of the year because uh, you know December's coming up quick. But be on the lookout for a playlist of all the songs that we have listened to and reviewed in 2017 that's coming out real quick. So remember, smash that like button, hit subscribe. Uh, you can catch us anywhere on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Twitter. Uh, hit us up at MTSNB sometimes why. Uh, and you can holler at us. We're going to tweet this out. Talk shit to us. Hit us back. Uh, tell us why you like us. Tell us why you don't like us. I'm at Skylar Gray so she can listen to this. So she can <laughs> understand that she needs to be flamed. Eminem, don't think you're safe from this either. Get away from us with that whack-ass water song. And I hope Beyonce got the fattest check for working with your whack-ass. But anyway, we'll catch you next time on episode 14. This is Music to Send News by. We'll see you on the flip side. All right, y'all. Peace.